Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you're eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. We're always looking at ways on our podcast of how to be a better follower of Jesus Christ. That's what taking our next step is all about, to take our next step to follow Him into greater faith, to follow Him into obedience, to follow Him in a deeper understanding of His Word, of who He is. And for our upcoming weeks, we're going to go just a slightly different direction, but still focusing on how we can be a better follower of Jesus Christ. And is this idea of appealing to unbelievers. It's taking our next step to be a witness for Jesus Christ. You know, the, the, the greatest commandment, if you will, that he gave to the church or his last commandment was to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You see, God never commanded sinners to come to church. But he did command believers inside of the church to go outside the doors of the church to engage and reach people with the gospel. If we are just going to sit in church and expect the world to come to us, we've got the wrong thought process. We've got the wrong model because Jesus Christ challenged and commanded you and I as believers to go into all the world to preach the gospel to every creature, regardless of their background, regardless of their geographical location. And I'm sure, as you've noticed, the culture in America has changed if you're listening uh, and you reside in America. Uh, Our culture has changed. You hear people say we're a post-Christian country, uh, meaning where our culture identified with Christianity, God was the core of our culture. We're removed beyond that where atheism is building, agnosticism, the uh, idea that I'm not sure if God exists is, is building. People with no religious affiliation at all is increasing very, very fast. You see, Satan is doing a great work. He is trying to blind the minds of those. As 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says, it says, but if our gospel be hid, It is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. I want you to think about that verse just for a moment with me. It talks about Satan hiding the gospel. If something's hidden, you can't find it. You can't see it unless someone reveals it to you, unless someone finds it, discovers it, and then shares it with you. It's hid. You cannot see it. But it says the the God of this world, Satan, look what it says, blinded, not their eyes, but their minds. When I think about someone being blind, I think about it being a physical eyesight issue where they can only see uh, certain colors if they're colorblind or they're, they're almost legally blind. They can still see, but maybe it's hazy, it's foggy, or they're, they're blind completely where they cannot see. But here he's not talking about the eyes, which is what we would think about. He says he's blinded their minds to where the mind, which understands, which reasons through, which uses logic to propel the wheel. You know, it's our mind that identifies the gospel, the gospel message, and our mind puts the wheel into action for us to believe, for us to call on the Lord. And it's interesting here that Satan blinds the mind so that the will can never go into action. How does he blind the mind? 
I mean, there's multiple ways that he does that. I'm going to give you just some quick stats uh, as you think about our culture today, some of it pertaining maybe to the younger generation because we work with college-age young people. Uh, but when he talks about he's blinded their mind, it means they cannot see clearly mentally. It means the thoughts or what is trying to be revealed is made dark or obscure to their mind. They have been deprived of intellectual discernment. That's what he's doing. And it's so very interesting that when uh, so many times when believers walk away from their faith, it's typically due to some form of intellectual skepticism. So they tell us over the years, uh, 2007 research came out, fast forward to 2014, and uh, this statistic has progressively continued in this, in this way. In 2007, there were 16% of the people uh, surveyed would be considered nuns, N-O-N-E-S. They would claim no religious affiliation at all. They would be labeled maybe, maybe as an atheist, agnostic, or just nothing in particular. That was 2007. Fast forward to 2014, it was 23%. You see, it's one in five people, but the staggering thing is when you get into the 18 to 29-year-old, our younger generation, it's one in three. So that just shows you where our culture is going. Recent statistics tell us this, that 52% of incoming freshmen who identify themselves as a born-again believer upon entering a public university will no longer identify themselves as a born-again believer four years later. You say, what are you saying here? That means 52% of Christian young people that would go to a university after four years of attending there will reject their faith. That's staggering. That's mind-blowing. You say, what is going on? Well, we see in our passage here, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And so what I want to talk about on our upcoming episodes is this idea of how you and I can appeal to unbelievers. Because regardless if you're in the workplace, regardless if you're in the classroom, if you're just in your community, you are surrounded by unbelievers. When I'm saying an unbeliever, I'm talking about someone who has not believed on Jesus Christ for salvation. They've not received the free gift of eternal life, where we refer to them as an unbeliever. Now, this may be that they're atheists. Uh, one thing I've learned with atheists, uh, usually there's a reason why they are atheists. They could be that they're agnostic. Uh, that could go two ways. One, they're just going to say, look, I, I don't know. I, you just cannot know that there's a God. There's no way to know. Or they'll take the stance of, I don't care. To know, like, uh, if there is, I'm not going to pursue it because I just don't care. I don't even want to know. Then I think you've got a large group that are skeptical. You know, they're just skeptical of religion. They're skeptical of the institution. They're skeptical of Christians because maybe they've seen a family member or they've seen something in the church that just they didn't feel was right. It was hypocritical. Maybe someone hurt them emotionally, physically. So they're very skeptical. Then you've got a large group that are just those ignorant of the truth. They've never heard. Yes, there's people in the Bible Belt of America who have never heard the gospel, who have never read the Bible, and that's increasing. And so you've got these type of people that we are around, these unbelievers, and you and I have what they need. You see, our verse says Satan has blinded their minds. 
lest what the glorious gospel of Christ should shine unto them. So you and I have a job. And our job as we begin to take our next step to become a better witness, to be a witness, to share the gospel with those around us, to not wait in the church for everyone just to come to us, but we're going to be a witness. We're going to be a voice of Jesus for Jesus in our workplace. We're going to be a voice of Jesus in our classroom, in our community, at the softball game at the gas station, at the restaurant with the same waiter or waitress that we see over and over. You see, we're going to take responsibility as a follower of Jesus Christ to passionately pursue His mission. You see, God has one mission, and that mission is to draw all men unto Himself, to put them back in a right relationship with Him, that they can accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. And so as we think about this idea of how we can appeal to unbelievers, you know, many times we say, well, they're atheists. I don't even know where I would begin. I don't know where to start. I think that would just scare the life out of me if I understood my coworker. This person is an atheist. I don't know where to go. Or if they're in uh, a religion that is, that is just completely opposite to Christianity, like they're a Buddhist or they're uh, uh, in Islam, what, what, what would I do? Or they're just that agnostic. They're just like, I, I don't really care if God exists or, you know, I don't know if you can know. I mean, science this, religion this. Where would we begin? And so on our upcoming episodes, we want to look into Scripture. And Paul meets this group of people, these unbelievers in Acts chapter 17. And he teaches us in a very good way, just some practical Uh, truths and some practical methods that you and I can apply to our everyday lives of how we can appeal to unbelievers. And we're going to look at that as we go forward. And I believe as we study through this over the upcoming few weeks, that it will help us to be a better follower of him. It'll help us to be a better witness of him. And I believe because of that, we will be taking our next step and being a true follower of Jesus Christ. Why? Because what's important to Jesus, surely whoever is following him, that same thing should be important to them. And can I say to you, the most important thing to Jesus Christ is people. It's lost souls. It's ensuring that they hear the message, and here we are close to Easter, the death, burial, and resurrection. That's the the one message that Jesus Christ desires that all people hear. How will they hear it unless someone goes, unless someone shares that with them? Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, we would love for you to share it with a friend or subscribe so that you can stay up to date on the latest studies. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.